Hello, and welcome to the turbulent world of Middle East soccer, or Middle East soccer podcast. I'm your host, James Dorsey. Eight years ago, Kazakhs shrugged off Russian President Vladimir Putin's remarks, suggesting that he could pull a Ukraine on Kazakhstan. They did so again in January, where Mr. Putin reiterated his denial of Kazakh nation and statehood as Russian troops massed on Ukraine's border. Kazakhs no longer do. As a result, the days are likely gone when Kazakhstan would invite Russian troops to squash a popular revolt and rioting fueled by infighting among the country's elite. But to be fair, Russian troops quickly withdrew early this year after helping to restore law and order, despite Mr. Putin's rhetoric. Russia's invasion of Ukraine on February 24 has forced Kazakhs to take serious Mr. Putin's assertion that Kazakhstan is a Russian-speaking country in the full sense of the word. Today, they also pay attention to accusations by Russian commentators and officials that Kazakhstan has become an enemy by failing to support Mr. Putin's war in Ukraine. Kazakh President Kasim Jomat Tokayev attended in June alongside Mr. Putin the St. Petersburg Economic Forum. He used the occasion to insist with Mr. Putin sitting next to him that Kazakhstan did not recognize breakaway Russian-supported quasi-state formations, such as Ukraine's regions of Donetsk and Luhansk, and Georgia's Abkhazia and South Ossetia. Mr. Tokayev further appeared to confirm Russian assessments when he declared that Kazakhstan hoped to offer an alternative to Western businesses leaving Russia because of US and European sanctions imposed in response to the invasion. Earlier, Kazakhstan abstained in a United Nations General Assembly vote that condemned Russia for its invasion of Ukraine. Since then, Kazakhstan's sovereign wealth fund announced that it would no longer do business in rubles and stop producing Russia's Sputnik V vaccine against COVID-19. More hard-hitting, Kazakhstan reversed its long-standing monetary policy, allowing the Kazakh tenge to track the Russian ruble. In doing so, it effectively decoupled its currency from its Russian counterpart. Russia saw the move as a step towards a Kazakh withdrawal from the Monetary Committee of the Commonwealth of Independent States the regional organization of former Soviet republics established after the demise of the Soviet Union. The lessons of the January revolt and the Russian invasion have also prompted Kazakhstan to focus on strengthening its armed forces, building a local defense industry, and reducing its reliance on Russia for arms purchases. Kazakhstan's vulnerability is evidenced by the fact that it is the only Central Asian state to border Russia. The 7,644 kilometer Kazakh-Russian border is the world's longest continuous international frontier. 
and it's second longest by total length after the Canada-United States border. In retaliation for Kazakh support of efforts to reduce European Union dependence on Russian energy, Russia this month halted the flow of oil through a pipeline that pumps oil from Kazakhstan's Tengiz oil field to Russia's Black Sea port of Novosorisk. The closure, ordered by a Russian court initially for one month, followed on the heels of a telephone call between Mr. Tukayev and EU Council President Charles Michel. Mr. Tukayev hopes that the EU will help Kazakhstan develop alternative transcontinental corridors, including an international trans-Caspian traffic route that would bypass Russia and link it to a pipeline that connects the Azerbaijani capital of Baku to the Turkish Mediterranean port of Jehan. The Kazakh, Azerbaijani and Turkish ministers of foreign affairs and transport met in late June to discuss the accelerated development of the route or middle corridor that would link Europe and China bypassing Russia. The EU-Kazakh discussion reflects heightened European interest in Central Asia. In an earlier indication, European Union officials said that the EU would become the top investor in the world's tallest dam in Tajikistan. The move was aimed at helping Central Asia reduce its reliance on Russia and constituted part of the EU's answer to China's Belt and Road Initiative. It's an approach that is gaining traction in Washington as Washington policymakers look for ways to counter Russian influence and complicate Mr. Putin's life. Helping Kazakhstan reduce its dependence on Moscow-controlled pipelines, reform its economy, and coordinate with neighboring Central Asian states to limit the influence of both China and Russia might be a good place to start said Wall Street Journal columnist Walter Russell Mead. Even so, the increasingly tense Russian-Kazakh relationship has not prevented Kazakhstan from planning to participate alongside, among others, China, Iran, India, Uzbekistan, Azerbaijan, and Armenia in Russia's International Army Games next month, the first time the event is being held since Russia invaded Ukraine. The games are likely to be a mere blip on a downward trend. Mr. Putin signaled last month that he had not lost sight of Central Asia because of Ukraine by visiting Tajikistan, home to Russia's largest foreign base, and Turkmenistan for a Caspian summit that Mr. Tokayev also attended. It was Mr. Putin's first trip abroad since his troops invaded Ukraine. The war of words is likely to escalate in the coming days and weeks. Moscow is certainly likely to use its control of pipelines, its propaganda apparatus, and its ties with China to try to rein in Kazakhstan. Nur Sultan in response will likely pursue a more nationalistic policy at home and see closer relations with the West said Russia and Central Asia analyst Paul Goebel, referring to the Kazakh capital that was renamed Nur Sultan in 2019. Thank you for joining me today. 
I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Also, thank you to all who have demonstrated their appreciation for my column by becoming paid subscribers. This allows me to ensure that it continues to have maximum impact. Maintaining free distribution means that news websites, blogs, and newsletters across the globe can republish it. I launched my column 12 years ago. To borrow a phrase from an early proprietor of The Observer, it offers readers, listeners, and viewers the scoop of interpretation. If you are able and willing to support the column, please become a paid subscriber by clicking on Substack on the subscription button at www.jamesmdorsey.substack.com and choosing one of the subscription options. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. Thank you. Take care and best wishes.